What is up, my love? Welcome to the Love Stands Here podcast. I'm your host, Megan Brianna from lovestandshere.com, and I'm a life coach, a certified eating psychology coach, but most of all, I'm just a girl who really loves Jesus and has spent a lot of time learning how to not only discover my worth through Him, but also how to cultivate the characteristics that we're called into in order to live a healthy and purposeful life of love and service. My friend, living in the world can be really tough, and all too often we're taught beliefs and given messages by a broken society that make us feel like we're never enough and our worth is only skin deep. But I'm here to share some good news. Your worth is not in the world, but in God's beautiful word. So if you're looking for encouragement to live and love better, you're in the right place. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends if you feel called, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Love ya. Welcome back to another episode. So excited to have you, of course, and I'm really excited because today I get to have a conversation with another beautiful soul that I, of course, met on TikTok. Are we surprised? Probably not. Her name is Ashley, and her story is similar to mine. She also struggled with unhealthy relationships and unhealthy behaviors in the world. And so today, she's sharing her testimony of how she came to Jesus, and I'm really, really happy to have had a conversation with her. I'm so excited to continue talking with her because this girl is so fired up for the Lord. Her energy is amazing, and it just ended up being a really, really good conversation. So I hope you enjoy, and let us know what you think. Hi, Ashley. Another beautiful person that I connected with on TikTok. I've made so many amazing connections, and you are one of them, and I'm just so blessed by you. I'm honored, too. I'm honored to be here. I'm excited. You're a blessing in my life, too, girl. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I am really, really interested to hear your testimony. This is the first time we've ever talked. Right. I, we just, before this, we just, you shared a little bit of a summary of your testimony, but I would love to hear the whole thing. I love hearing everybody's stories and how they came to Jesus. So let's get to it. All right. Well, I'm so excited and mine is going to start from being when I was a little girl. Okay. So when I grew up, I kind of felt like as I was little that I was a little different, a little off. Right. And my mom was like, why does she not know her ABCs by first grade? What's going on? So I always felt like since then, my mom was like, well, you have a learning disability. Um, And ADD wasn't really a thing in the 90s. It was kind of like um, you were you were in special, you know, nothing wrong with you were in special ed, I guess you could say, if you had ADD versus now, so many people have it. And it doesn't matter if you have ADD, you could be in regular classes. I've learned this growing up. But um, that limited me. So growing up, actually, until third grade, I was in special ed, which limited my learning um, just because I had ADHD. And I ended up having epilepsy too. So I started having seizures as well. Um, So that kind of set me back. I always felt different. I had a hard time connecting with people. It seemed like Um, everyone was a lot more advanced than me. Um, And then that was in Florida. I lived in Florida. Moved to Kentucky in eighth grade. They did the test on me um, for ADD. Not ADD because I have that. um, For like a learning disability to be in a special ed environment. They said that there's no record. I'm completely advanced and I have nothing wrong with me. Um, So I was like, okay, fine. And I actually did go regular classes. I struggled a little bit due to not having that education growing up, you know, being with normal kids and things like that. Um, But 
that turned into, I went to high school. Um, I was on a prescription for ADD, which caused actually an eating disorder. So that was just a whole thing I battled with. I had self-image issues. My father wasn't a father that was really there. He was there from a distance, if that makes sense. Not the nurturing kind of thing. Um, so I tend to crave that in other people. People-pleasing. Like, I wanted to make sure that everyone loved me. Um, and it was just great. Well, then then it goes to when I was 16. So I had um, I had all these friends. I was loving life. I was like, this is great. You know what I mean? Like, I had all the cool kids. I'm like, woo, these are, you know, growing up, I just felt so odd. So I strived. I was like, you know what? I want to be just like them. You know what I mean? Um, and then I had my first sip of alcohol. So that was when I was 15. I was actually 15 when I had my first sip, um, which is funny because I was at a first party ever took a sip of wine because everyone was drinking shots and I never drank. So I was like, I'll just take a shot of wine to be cool. Cops busted, got arrested, get arrested, but my mom got called. It was crazy. I'm like, mom, I don't even drink. Right. Little did I know that was going to trinkle to the next year. Um, so yeah, I was just this partier through high school, just kind of just a wild, always had boyfriends, always found my worth. And if someone likes me, um, I almost started turning a little cold, a little, uh, just like, just, I would just date, like I would date someone and then date someone else and date someone else and date someone else. Um, there were some lust issues I had there because there was cheating involved in my, my mom's marriage. And I was seeing the, the chaos and the fighting that it was almost normal to me. And then that trinkled all the way to, I ended up 19 years old, just full blown, um, alcohol issue. Yeah. Um, and then I got a DUI. Yeah, got arrested, lost my license, and that's when I met my uh, son's father, my two older son's father, um, and he ended up getting a DUI too, so it was like, wow, match made in heaven. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I ended up getting pregnant right off rip. Um, I was not doing anything biblical. I didn't really have God. I said I love God, but I wasn't going to church. I wasn't praying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that turned into years uh two years we were together um uh, and it was just i seen kind of narcissistic tendencies but it was and i hate to even like talk i hate talking about people because i know they're like god's children and i know that's just the inner work but this is what i thought at the time yeah so um i started seeing some stuff he ended up uh leaving me so he when i was pregnant three months pregnant with our second son um he ended up leaving and that's when a little bit of god starts coming into play so, um, I've always struggled with suicidal thoughts, kind of intrusive thoughts from the medicine I was on growing up, all of the different medicines. Um, and that's when I was just like, what am I going to do? You know, and I would just pray out and pray out and he would, he would come over, pick up our son and he would look at me and say, you're nothing. You're not attractive. I don't see anything with you. And I was so messed up in the head that I was like crying for this man. Like, why, why do you, I'm just fat. Like, you just don't like me. And he was just, he was, I just don't. And it was just months of that while I was pregnant, me just begging, begging, like, just be a family with me. Mm -hmm. um, and then me being me saw, oh, he's going to change. I went, got back with him after I was pregnant. Um, it was just years of just uh, abuse, cheating. But I also was kind of a little narcissist myself from mm -hmm. growing up thinking that love was one way. Um, so I did my part. I said things absolutely out of control. I should not say, um, I definitely pushed his buttons when he was pushing mine. Um, so I take some part into it. Um, but yeah, it was a day of, um, I ended up trying to get out of the situation. I didn't know how I was going to get out of it, get, get out of it. Um, so I was kind of 
I guess, lustful of, of other people texting other guys, um, and I take full responsibility for that. Um, but he found out, and since all of the stuff he, he did in that moment didn't matter, okay? It was just like, you, I got you. So traumatic event happened. My kids saw it all, um, and it changed my life. It changed everything. I uh, left, never looked back, um, and it was, I kind of just ran with it, you know? Um, I was 200 pounds when I was with him because I gained so much weight and so then when we broke up I just kind of was just lost in this world just working at a chili place just like what am I gonna do like I have a single mom you know what I mean like this is crazy on food stamps on government assistance childcare, everything I had to have and and this I was just like oh my gosh I just lost everything but really I didn't lose everything I gained everything after that I ended up my neighbor which is now my husband I moved into a place on section 8 which wasn't a section 8 home um but I ended up talking into the rentals into being like I'm not like everyone else I know you have bad experiences because they told me like they do not do section 8 but they were like you know what you seem nice I'm gonna do it well then my neighbor next door I always would look at him and I'm like gosh he's such a good dad he takes his kids to the football he's a football coach I'm like Oh, I just want that. You know what I mean? And that then was, that um, was God. That was that God. was for <laughs> sure. I was like, oh, I want that. You know, and I remember we were both sitting on our back deck and we were just I would look at him and I would be screaming at, you know, BD over something. And he and I just look and I was like, oh, you know, he honestly didn't really recognize me that much uh, <laughs> until my kids started playing with him. Like they threw a football at him one day. And that's when he was like, oh, I'm 35. And I was like, I'm 28. Like, what? Like, oh gosh, you're old. You know what I mean? Like, um, but, but that, whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we ended up, I ended up getting pregnant right off rip again. And I'm like, God, I don't even really know this man to be honest. You know what I mean? Like I really don't. So we had to fall in love while I was pregnant. So, and we had six kids. So he had three. I had two at the time okay. I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, so it was a, big shock to a lot of families like what who's this young girl she's just probably using you he's been hurt in the past um so it was just like what the heck's going on you know what yeah. I mean um but I started uh started cosmetology school um then the pandemic hit while I was pregnant so I was pregnant during cosmetology school pandemic hit um had the baby went back to cosmetology school graduated and then um realized I had to stay home now I have to be a stay-at-home mom which I never was a stay-at-home mom I always worked so that, including postpartum depression, was just like, boom. And it was like, I was a stepmom. I didn't know how to be a stepmom. I was trying to love, you know, these kids and get to know them. But they've already been through some stuff with previous, you know, stepmoms. And I was like, what am I going to do, you know? Yeah. Well, that's when the drinking started back again. Mm. So drinking settled down for a little bit. But then as soon as postpartum hit, it was just like, and then being home and then the kids and the pandemic and just everything. It was like, I'm going to have a couple of drinks, whatever, you know, like it's no big deal. And then a couple of drinks turned in just on the weekends, you know, like, Oh, I'm just going to drink on the weekends. And then it got to a point where it was every day I was having a couple of seltzers and, um, I around me, that's normal. People around me drink. They, mm -hmm. I don't associate with some people now, but that's all I had. And I knew that if I quit drinking, I would lose everything that I've known. I would have to start over and be like, who is Ashley after 15 years of drinking? Who is this girl? Um, but yeah, there was a couple nights I was just, and John didn't understand my husband because, uh, he was just like, why are you acting so crazy? He doesn't know what postpartum is. And I didn't realize that it was my healing from my relationship mm -hmm. that I was bringing out into this relationship because I wasn't healed. So I actually had to heal 
myself while in this relationship. Um, so that was pretty interesting, but um, doing that was really hard. And yeah, I was drinking just every day and I was like, what am I going to do? And it was to a point where one time I was drunk and I sat on my, uh, cause I was so depressed. I thought I was literally the worst person in the entire world. Even though I was, it was like, it was literally Satan in my mind. Like you're the worst. Your kids don't need you. Like all of this stuff. Right. And so I, just sitting on the, I was sitting at Balm House and drunk in the driveway. And I was like, I want to die. Like, I don't want to be here. I'm done. You know, like I'm done. Um, and I went inside and I looked at my husband and he was just my fiance at the time. And I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like I'm done. And I had a knife. I had a knife in my hand and I was like, I'm done. He looked at me scared. He, and he's been through trauma. So he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to respond. He was like backed up. And then that's when I dropped it, went to the so I kind of backtracked just there. I dropped it, went to the um, driveway, and I sat there crying. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I suck. Like, what is going on? And then, God, did I'll tell you what. And I, I could tear up because I've never felt the amount of love that I felt during that moment in my entire life. Okay. I just, and it was painful. The months, months, months and months after that healing, figuring out who I was, um, losing so many, I lost everything but I gained everything. But it, I didn't think that at first. I was like, and no one understood it. People were like, you're just this crazy Ashley drunk. Like, what do you mean? Like, what are you doing? And I was a good mom. So don't think I'm just like some drunk with my kids all the time. I would hide it. Yeah. Right. But it was just like, oh my gosh. And my passion, it was, I just started my drive. I was like, you know what? This is it. I started going to the gym again. I started listening to sermons all the time. I was listening to motivational speakers. Um, I tried to encourage people to really um, heal those wounds. And that's what my big soul purpose is. Because if I did not heal, whether it would have been that moment and God helped me, if I didn't heal, I wouldn't be as strong with God. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't find the greater purpose. So people don't even realize. And even with my husband, I say sometimes, I'm like, you might not think you have things you got to heal, but you do. Everybody has things they have to heal from, from their childhood. I know it was 15, 20 years ago, maybe 30 for him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but every, everybody has something they got to heal from. And that is what God did. God restored me. He made me brand new. Um, I am different. I, I think. Uh, it was weird for me because I was always somebody that needed friends, my validation and other people. And I didn't have that. I just had God. And I just sat with him every day. Every morning I went to a church. It didn't matter because I wasn't a part of church. I went to any type of church, sat there and read the Bible at five o'clock in the morning. I did everything that I could do by myself because I, I do have a best friend that is a part of this. who's going to be part of my co podcast. But I was almost ashamed in the beginning to tell her that I was back to drinking again because she was walking with Christ and I just thought I sucked. So I was like, I got to keep this to myself. Um, but yeah, so then she's, I started opening up to her. We started talking about Christ and oh my gosh, that's all we've talked about for months and months and months. But I was getting married during all this. So I had bridesmaids. Um, that was really weird. Um, my bachelor party was for Nashville. I felt completely out of place because I was like, it's my bachelor party. I'm going to have some drinks. But God convicted me, man. I will tell you what, because I did not have a good time. I didn't get drunk. I did. I drank. I didn't get drunk, though. And I had anxiety like no other. And I was like, this isn't what. And I knew I shouldn't do it, but I didn't want to let all the girls down. These are my friends that I thought, you know, well, I don't even like to call people out anymore because they all have their own issues. But, yeah, I thought these were my best friends. So, um, turns out I ended up having to lose some bridesmaids. And, um, I got kicked out of a wedding myself that I was going to be in actually next week. 
Um, but the thing is, is that I made that choice to be out of that wedding. Okay. Because right. I was supposed to go to a bachelor party that was going to be full of drinking, full of stuff. And I said, I'm not that person. So I'm not going to put myself, I used to be lustful. I just got married. I will not put myself in a situation where Satan can win again. It's not going to happen. So I am just the mindset, everything. I can't even in a million years think about ever going out of my marriage, out on my marriage, because I'm a godly woman now. You know what I mean? I have morals and I have God. And God's love, he is like, you have your worldly father and mother, but oh my gosh, there is nothing compared to that. And that's what I strive for. I strive to break generational curses because I don't want my kids to see this. They come from a background with their father's side, um, a lot of pain. And I, I do not want them to go through anything that we went through. And it's very hard in a world today because people don't have God and they don't have Christ and they don't know what that love is like. They're just like, oh, I don't want to do it. And if we're being completely honest here, my own husband isn't, isn't into this kind of stuff. And that's why I want to show that if you stand a woman of Christ, you know, stand in a woman of Christ, I don't say go get, uh, like get married when you, you know, you're not supposed to do that. But I loved him. I loved him. And I saw something in him and I knew I saw something in him and I still do. And whether it be the transition now, later, I'm going to continue to get up and go to church. I'm going to continue to talk about God and what he's done for me because um, I'm an advocate for suicide, you know, suicide awareness. I was a living testimony of multiple moments in my life that I didn't want to be here anymore. But then God pulled me through, even though I didn't have a huge relationship when I was pregnant. He, he knew he, he knew I needed him and he was there every night holding me through that pregnancy by myself. And so... I like people are like, you're so crazy. Uh, you know, like, cause I'm so like loud. I don't like to preach the gospel at Walmart, but I do try to have, and I'd like to end the conversation with Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are. And some people don't like that. They're like, Oh my gosh, here she goes again. But those people usually don't come back in my life. And that's God saying, Hey, I got a community that's waiting for you. And that's what I'm waiting for. And I have it on TikTok. I have a community that, you know, loves me for the me now, the made new me in Christ. You know, isn't it just so like, it's just so incredible. People say I glow, I light up, I do all this stuff, but it's like, I'm not doing it for me. You know, it's the glory of God that is doing it for me. When I'm talking to someone, it's his heart coming out to them. Mm -hmm. I pray to be just like Jesus every single day, change my heart. If it has to break me, I don't care what the circumstances is outside in this person, this person, if it has to break me and it's your path, I will do it. Mm -hmm. Hands down. And that's yeah. just, I'm very passionate, very passionate. And that's why I'm passionate about this podcast. I was excited to talk to you because I want to relate with another sister of Christ. I want to be able to have friendships with people that know that they can trust me for my heart of what it is now and who I am in Christ, made in Christ, not who the world told me I was and who I needed to be. And I am, and as well as you, and take the, the same advice. I take your advice with your videos. Yeah, like, and I don't, I have ADD, and, and I have a stutter, and I never in a million years thought I would be talking right now on a screen to somebody about Jesus Christ. I never in a million years thought that. But God has given me that, and he's actually taken my things that I thought were the, my weakness and were the worst things about me and turned it into the biggest gift, and that's giving life to people of the lifeless, people who are broken, and don't find a way. And I try to say, like, when I've had those moments where I was really dark, it feels like, and I said this in a video before, you're you're in the ocean and you're like just you just you're all the way down and you're trying to reach the light and you just can't get there. And you're just like out of breath and you're like, I'm not gonna make it, I'm done, I'm not gonna make it. And then the light shines so bright, and God's just like right here, 
right here with your hand and you're just like I, I have goosebumps thinking about it because yeah. he for real pulls you out of the deep waters man I'm telling you mm -hmm. and it's just like I just want everyone to experience that type of love and know that there's a way out of no way that's just what I want people to know and it's not my will it's Christ's will it's not <laughs> oh so. my goodness I am like um you know if you're listening to this I've just been so teary from the moment that you shared that you were saved just just and I'm I'm blown away by how similar our stories are and oh, wow. how um similar our mindset is as far as like number one this is something that I think we miss a lot in the Christian community is that the he the healing piece the the fact that we actually we have to let the Lord change us we have to be sanctified like I think it's so important that you know, the, the top two commandments, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And we have to learn that, you know, in the world, it teaches us, especially like in new agey spirituality, mm -hmm. it teaches us to get to know who we are and, you know, speak our truth and whatever. And <clears throat> that's not the same self that they're talking about in the Bible. Um, when it says, love your neighbor as yourself, you need to learn to love yourself, but you need to learn to love yourself as a child of God and who mm -hmm. he's made you. And that is a really important step in to take because you, you can't learn to love your neighbor correctly if you don't first heal. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, you've just got all of this trauma that you're projecting onto the world. And mm -hmm. so if you've, got, if you've got stuff that you haven't dealt with, um, that's going to make it really, really hard for you to, to love other people well, because you're going to be like, they're going to be a reflection of your trauma always, no matter who it is. Yes. I, I agree a hundred percent with that. And, and that's why I say in relationships, broken meets the broken and, mm -hmm. and, and it, it's true. And, you know, um, you know, when you're just like they say, millionaires hang out with millionaires, uh, because you are who you're around. And, you yeah. know, if you want to have you know, people that inspire you and encourage you every single day and that want to uplift you, then that's what you have to strive to have. But my thing is, is it's God's heart. You know what I mean? I think everyone should just pray every single day. Like, Lord, just soften my heart to be more like your heart. Just let me, if it's going to break me, like do it because the healing is a huge step. And that's a whole nother, even if we weren't even talking about Christ and God, um, healing is a huge thing because if you're broken, you're going to meet somebody that's broken too, because that's what your, your, you know, your mindset is. If you're going to meet, if you're driven and mo motivated, you're going to find someone that's driven and motivated that wants to, um, empower people and make a difference in the world and things like that. So yeah, if I could give advice when it comes to that kind of stuff, when you're dating, it would be definitely heal yourself first. And no one, no one wants to be single. I, I like, okay, now I see it differently, but before I would jump, jump, jump. Cause I was like, I don't want to be in love, but that's because my worthy was in somebody else and not myself. Now my worthy is in God. Yes. So I have, uh, you know, people know me around where I live, um, because of my, my past. So I'm extremely excited to be able to let those people see that even if you lived a life so long, you can break that generational curse and make a whole new life for you. And it's going to be a million times better than the partying drunk bars because yeah. I have more joy being home or even talking to you. I have more joy talking to you about Jesus than I ever did making dumb decisions and dumb mistakes at the bar. It doesn't do anything for you. And that's a whole nother thing. Alcohol, I do a lot of studies on that. Um, and it's hard because everyone I know drinks and I'm not judgy, so I'm going to love them, 
But I personally am at a point where it's, I don't like to be uh, do things that I used to do that partying, like going to the bars, uh, certain scenarios I won't go to just because it'll trigger like uh, wanting to drink because I did have an issue. Um, but yeah, I just try to let them know that there's an outlet away from it. And you think that alcohol too, like you think alcohol, oh, I'm going to drink because I have anxiety. I'm having so much anxiety from this work day. And then you realize, you don't realize you're drinking because you have anxiety and drinking gives you anxiety. So yeah. there's a never ending cycle. It's just, you're going to keep chasing it. And someone who has ADHD like me or ADD, I have ADD, but ADHD, I guess they call it ADHD now. Um, we lack dopamine in our system. So that's why we take the Adderall or whatever the prescription was to get that dopamine up. Alcohol sends you a ton of dopamine. Once you hit that, your body, it's like a flip. And that's why alcoholics and non-alcoholics and certain things and addictions, dopamine gives you cigarettes. Dopamine gives you a tremendous amount of that. Cocaine, I heard, which I've never done that, but that gives you a tremendous amount. And that's why people are so get so addicted. And I used to be judgy, like, ew, that person can do those drugs or mm. that person's doing that. And now I look at people's souls and I'm like, honey, come here. Yeah. Like, I don't care if, the, if you're doing, you know, something, it's right, and it's happening right in front of me. I will go over there, and I'll hold you and say, you don't need to do this. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I want to be that voice for people that feel literally voiceless. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I love that you brought that up. And, you know, I one thing that I haven't talked about a ton yet on my podcast is my struggle with alcohol and mm -hmm. partying. And I was never addicted to alcohol. Like it's definitely something that like now every once in a while I'll have a drink, but I make sure that I'm in a very safe space. It's like with my best friend who I know is safe on a special occasion, but I can't, I can't drink alcohol in any situation. Like you were saying for your, um, bachelorette party. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. Um, and this is, this goes into the healing process. And, um, I think, so for me, I don't know about you, but like, as far as like healing with Jesus, it's been a lot of prayer. It's, it's prayer. It's making sure you're around the right kind of people being in fellowship with the right kind of people, making sure you have safe spaces. Um, but a lot of it, like the real work that we have to do is in like having an awareness of the things that trigger you and practicing saying no to those things. That is one of the hardest parts. That has been one of the hardest parts of my healing. And mm -hmm. that for me, like I shared a story a while back, like when I first started this journey, I went to a party at a friend's house and it was just a get together. It wasn't anything crazy, but, um, I had a few drinks and I was about to leave and there was a guy there that was interested in me and he was really cute, whatever. And he walked me out to my car and he asked me if he could kiss me and I told him no. And that might sound like <laughs> no big deal, but for me, that was such an incredibly empowering moment. For yes. Me. Yeah. And I remember driving home and I felt the Holy Spirit like I felt so good. And it was, it's been ever since that moment that I'm like, okay, I know I need to practice saying no to the things that, um, used to trigger me saying no to the things that used to invite me into sin. Um, and that was just, it was the, that one really brave moment where I did the thing that I wouldn't have done in the past. Um, yeah. And ever since then, I've just been like, okay, I've, this feels like, I feel like this might feel good. But I know from previous experiences that if I say no to this, 
it's going to be so much better for me on the other side. Mm-hmm. And that has been the same with me and alcohol. Cause I used to party. Um, I used to drink because I never felt like I belonged anywhere. Right. If I, I, I was doing things and I was surrounding myself with people that I never, I never felt like I belonged. I was like, okay, well I have to drink. Cause otherwise I'm going to feel completely like an outcast and, so that was my thing. And then it was just always like, I, you get into this routine where you're like, well, I've had a bad day, so I might as well just go get drunk type thing. Yeah. Right. You know? And then, um, yeah. And then that just leads to a million other things, you know, with the hookups and just got, you know, trying to find my worth and my value in the, um, acceptance of men and yeah but you know what that's okay because you had to go through that and like I said I didn't know what what love was growing up I'm from a divorce house um my dad wasn't really there and and I didn't realize how important a male figure father in the household is for girls you know for women and they grow up and they think that they have to find their worth in men and that's all I thought. I remember always just being young and being like, oh, does he like me? Oh, or I'm going to date him, but he's not enough. I'm going to go date this person. I'm going to go date this one. And it was just like, what the heck? And I remember people being like, Ashley, like, what are you doing? And I was just like, I just didn't care. I was just like, this, what is love? I don't know what love is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it turned into the drinking. Definitely. I think if I didn't have the drinking problem, I think that my whole life would have went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm grateful for how it went because I'm a thousand times better person because of what I've been through. I fully, it took me fully accepting my responsibilities, um, to, and my part in my life, you know, yeah. and surrendering it all to the Lord's feet to realize that that wasn't who I was. And I had to switch that because a lot of guilt, you get regret in your mind. You just yeah. think all the time. You're just like, oh, I regret doing this. Mine's my children. I regret not spending my older two. My youngest one, he gets all of the best part, but my other two has been through it and their father isn't, um, he's very inconsistent. But anything, people always say like, like if my, if uh, the boy's father does something, uh, says something, because sometimes he can kind of say stuff. They're like, how do you not get upset? Or how do you not like react anymore? Because I used to just like you, blah, 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 you're not there, you know. But yeah. now I just, I just look at him. I'm like, I just hope he finds Jesus. I just say, I say, I know that underneath all of that anger that you have towards me, because I didn't do my best. That's how you know someone's unhealed. Because I'm, I'm completely healed, but he has all this anger towards me. Uh, still. Um, you just see this hurt. I see, I see this hurt, uh, little boy and, um, you know, he's been through a lot of traumatic events as a child. And so I just see, you can, you can choose this path to go this way, or you can choose the path to go this way. But sometimes you got to go through those dark seasons. I had to go through 15 years of a dark season, uh, and just all of this stuff to get to where I am. And now I'm able to break that generational curse. Uh, my eight year old yesterday, he was like, mom, he said, can you buy me a notebook? And I'm like, why you know and he's like because I really want to write down scriptures like you do every day and he's eight okay and I was just looking at him and I was just like I am so proud of you you should be proud of yourself like I will go get you a freaking cool new notebook like we're doing this together dude like we're gonna read this together you know because it's hard having six kids I got we got the older boys 15 13 10 no it's, it's older the older boys are 15, 13, and then we have a girl that's 10. Those are my stepkids. And then we got my kids, which is yep. 8, 6, and 2. Um, yep. But they, uh, you know, I am just a stepmom, and I just encourage them. Like, they don't, I don't think they uh, grew up a lot with church or anything, and I didn't either. So it's like, I think 
Um, if I can be their guidance, if I can show them that uh, this is what a stepmom should be like, an encouraging, supportive, um, godly, loving, you know, individual that just loves people. And uh, I, I was so selfish. I was such a selfish person growing up. I cared all about the name brands, all about if people liked me, all of that stuff. I probably was a bully at one point when I was younger, younger. I wasn't really so much like my junior, senior, but I can see myself trying to fit in my freshman year and kind of being out of character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I said I told Jesus to change my heart. And then it just seemed like it just was like a switch and sorry, a switch like in my head just went off and was just like, oh my gosh, um, you know, you're, this isn't who you are. Like, I, I can't even describe it. I just have so much love for God. And like, I feel him all, all the time, all the time. I talk to him. It doesn't matter. I'm walking in the kitchen talking to him. I'm in the car talking to him. I'm sing singing Christian music, which if you know me, Megan Sally and Cardi B, last year I was drinking too and dancing and doing TikToks. Like, if you really want to see some stuff, you scroll all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. I'm a completely different person, and I leave it up so that people are interested. They can see the transformation, and so I can see it myself. That just last year I was posting TikToks that went viral. got a million-something views about a narcissistic ex. Yeah. And I put, uh, I put that on private. Yeah. I don't care about the views. I don't care. Yeah. I want, I don't want him to look at my TikToks and be like, um, wow, you're just talking crap. Cause that's what I was doing. I want people, him and people to look at my TikToks and be like, wow, if she can do it, if she can change everything that she was and follow Christ, then I'm, I'm curious. I want to see what's going on with that girl because she's on three, you know, 360, whatever they call it. I'm really excited that I got to be on this. You're so sweet. I was telling my best friend, Lizzie, I'm like, you know, we're going to be a sister in Christ. Like I'm excited to get to know her. And I think what you're doing is amazing. And I think that God's working through you. And are you, are you with somebody right now? Do you have a boyfriend or a husband? No, I actually, um, I, at the beginning of the year, I, felt I had a pretty direct revelation that I was supposed to take the year off yes. um, and step into a close season of singleness and just focus on my relationship with God. Yes. And it has been the hardest thing because I've been single technically for the last four years, but I've dated. Um, and you know, I've kept that option open. So like, even when I wasn't dating, I would like hop on dating apps and like find right. somebody to talk to, you know, but this year I've been very mindful about just focusing and, um, it's been really tough. Like I didn't realize how much the Lord still needed to heal me from my codependency. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it's been really good. It's been good. Yeah. And I'm, I, I know that when I go, back into the, the dating scene, it's just, I'm going to be a lot stronger because the last person I dated at the end of last year that like, it was just, I was still in a place where I was finding myself putting him above the, above the Lord. And I don't mm -hmm. ever want to do that. So I was like, yeah, it's time for me to just to, to work on healing a little bit more. So no, I am not dating anybody. Um, well, it's going to be amazing when you do, girl, because <laughs> the healed version of you, the woman of Christ of you is going to shine and it's going to attract a godly man. And you have to set those standards and those boundaries ahead of time because you are, you did get time to get single. So it's like through this, yeah, set those boundaries. So that way you're not, you don't need to fix somebody, a, a man for, a, that's, um, you know, for you of God is already healed. He has God. So yeah. you don't need to be the healer anymore. You don't mm -hmm. need to try to change the person because your heart's so good. 
because God's got his heart. So he's going to, I'm telling you what, I have a feeling. I mean, obviously I'm not saying this is God speaking. This is me, but I have a feeling from your heart and from your healing and the steps you're taking that you are going to find that godly man that's going to treasure you and love you for who you are and for your heart, not for what you've done in the past, not for these charges, not for the worldly, you know, the, the worldly you. It, yeah. It's going to be truly for your soul and um, the person's going to have empathy and it's going to be awesome because you're going to have someone to take care of you instead of you taking care of them. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm excited for you, girl. I'm telling you. I'm excited. I am. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's been so wonderful having you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and sharing your story. And no I feel like we need to definitely talk more because I just like everything you're saying right down to like getting your cosmetology license. Cause I did that too, but where can the people find you so they can connect with you? Okay. I would say on my TikTok, uh, Jesus love and Ashley. Okay. On my TikTok, um, that's where a lot of my stories are. Um, I like to read uh, devotionals on there, some Bible scriptures, encouragement. So yeah, if anyone would love to just take a look and then soon I'm going to have my own podcast and me and my best friend, we just, uh, created the name. We're not going to say it, but it's good girl. You're going to love it. And I'm going to have you on there and, uh, we're going to make a difference in this world together and it's going to be great. So I'm so excited. Well, thank you. And definitely go follow her because, her um, posts on TikTok are so inspirational and amazing. And like I said, you've just been a, such a blessing in my life. So thank you. Oh, so it's all me. God's words. It's all <laughs> yeah. God. I'll tell you what. Glory but to God. Thank you. Absolutely. That's all for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. And hey, if you don't mind, would you do me a favor and rate, review, and share this message with somebody if you feel like it hit home? so we can get these messages out to more people. And also you can go over to lovestandshere.com if you want to check out my blog posts. And also if you would like to contact me, if you have any questions or comments or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can head on over there. You can also follow me at love underscore stands underscore here on Instagram. I hope you have a great week. I love you and I will talk to you next week. Bye.